0: After a disastrous first quarter, the Charlotte Hornets come back, yet they still lose, and there still is one more summer league game to go. We discuss it all today on Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we laugh. We live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available anywhere you get your podcast. And that includes YouTube. You can find Doug Branson. There he is right there, smiling, laughing. You can check out his substack, stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can listen to me every weekday on Sports Radio, 92.7 FM, WFNZ, on Weston Walker from 12 to 3 p.m. Why are you laughing, Doug? Is it because we have one more (laughs) Hornets game to go through before the session is finally over?
1: no, that's why I'm crying. I'm not. I'm, I'm crying because we are we are being, I think, aggressed by uh, having to watch one more summer league game uh, on Saturday, I uh, believe, two thirty p.m. on NBA TV against Minnesota. I thought this was the finale. I had to go back and update my Every Hornets box score, game notes uh, to reflect that this was not the actual finale of summer league. I just wanted it desperately to be the finale. No. Why I'm laughing, or why I was laughing, was because that cold open that you just did was such a roller coaster. It started down, and then it went up, and then it Mm -hmm. went back down again. And I could, you know, it was like the, but it's like the Fury coaster uh, at Carowinds. Uh, You know, it's it's broken, just like the Hornets' summer league team. It's a massive need of repair at this point. Uh, But look, they've got one more game, so I guess. They'll get something out of that.
0: Well, I mean, the roller coaster intended because of what we saw last night. I mean, after the first quarter where Kobe Simmons, Doug, where were you when Kobe Simmons hit the floater to avoid a shutout in the first quarter of summer league?
1: Um, I was at the refrigerator at that point because I didn't think they were going to score a single point. Uh, So I was (laughs) waiting, you know, I was really waiting till about one minute to go to come back and see if I was going to win. That would have been history, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine I, and I don't even know how you would even look this up because Summer League stats exist in this sort of weird, mysterious place where sometimes they exist and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how you would find this out, but I can't imagine that there's ever been a team that went scoreless through the entire first quarter. But I seriously thought that was what we were about to witness.
0: Well, and I did too. I thought, I thought it was going to be close. And then the first quarter ended. And Kobe Simmons had hit a couple shots, I believe, right? At least he hit the floater. Well, well hold on, and
1: hold on. But before we move on from this first quarter, we have to talk well, about how amazing it was because you had okay. – it It had everything. It had missed layups. It had five-second violations. It had multiple traveling violations. Um, multiple shot clock violations. I counted three or four shot clock violations – which is like, again, kind of incredible in summer league, a league not known for like defensive stopping prowess. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, you get Kobe Jalen Crutcher to the rescue, who was the point guard, former point guard of Hornets Summer League and wasn't very good. We see him again here for New Orleans. I thought Jalen Crutcher came to the rescue because he throws a terrible turnover to Kobe Simmons, who gets out into transition and gets fouled. This was about with uh, around three minutes to go. And I thought, okay, here we go. Easy points. We've got Kobe Simmons, who like famously, Eric Collins has mentioned multiple times, has a perfect free throw record in the nba now he's like shot around 30 of them but it's perfect he's perfect from the free throw line he gets up there and he misses both free throws <laughs> like I, it, that's when i thought when he missed both free throws i thought okay they're doomed they're gonna go scoreless in the first quarter
0: <laughs> it was such a disaster they didn't know what they were doing we had the the jokes and not so you know not so jokey uh tweets out there about Brandon Miller's impact on the Charlotte Hornets team. Like now he's not playing and They get outscored 25 to five. No Kai Jones. Now, how important is he after the first quarter? You know, so those are the jokes that were on the Twitter.
1: But the joke, but there's, there is truth and jest, right? Because Kai Jones, the one thing I think offensively that he's done super well, well, there's two things, Euro stepping, but also cleaning up the glass and getting easy points that way. So you would think he would have stepped in at some point to do that. Whereas Najee can get offensive rebounds, doesn't really have the ability to put it back up very successfully. He tries to kick it out after he gets the offensive rebound. And then Brandon Miller is really the only player that you're confident – can move the basketball effectively that we've seen. I thought Kobe Simmons actually did a good job once he got in the game of being the, yeah. the point guard, the facilitator. He was mo- he was driving, drawing, and moving the ball pretty effectively. We just haven't seen him a lot in summer league, but that's been Brandon Miller's job, which is why I think Brandon Miller struggled early in the summer league because you know it's like, hey, Brandon, go out there and make every play for us. Yeah, you know, that's a big ask for a guy who's just trying to get his feet on the ground in the NBA for the first time.
0: What I love is that Kobe Simmons only made one field goal, and it was the field goal to avoid a shutout. Um, oh, it was runner. not the two. I forget who hit the other three or whatever. But, yeah, Kobe Simmons hit that floater. and, uh, and Bailey. Well, Amari
1: Bailey, again, uh, kind of unexpected. Yeah. He hits the corner three off the Kobe drive and kick. And Bailey, uh, I haven't been in love with his shot, but I certainly loved it then.
0: Oh, you, you got to love it. Then you just, please stop. stop well, you have madness. no choice.
1: You have no choice because there's nothing else to love. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the package, uh, you know, Ooh, thing that we do, yeah, you know, it's the only package. It looks pretty good.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, Nick Smith Jr. came out cold. Everybody did. Right. And, and including James Booknight. So maybe we just go into the second segment and talk about him. What I was going to say, Doug was after the first quarter was over and done with the Hornets. And just like all these teams, they feel the need, it is a necessity, to report the score after each quarter. And so the Hornets, they tweet out 25-5 yes. to five yes. with James Booknight as the featured player. <laughs> like, so much shade. And it's, you know they don't mean to do it. But also, why James? You could have gone with Anyone. anybody else. It's so easy to make that connection. And then they tweeted out James Booknight after the first quarter, but eventually he would end up playing pretty well. It's certainly his uh, best game in summer league.
1: You've got to have, if you have to make that tweet, which I question whether you have to make that tweet,
0: is there some everybody kind of, does it. it's such a good question. Do, do we need to know on Twitter, the score of the summer league game after the first quarter? I, I wonder if that's one you just skip when it's 25 to five.
1: I wonder if there's some thought of like, if we skip it, and we do the second quarter, people are going to roast us even harder for having you know, just completely ignored the first quarter. Why don't we just own it, take our roasting there, and then and then hopefully they make a comeback in the second quarter and we can post something more positive. But you're right. Why James Booknight? Why kick a guy when he's kind of down? And he didn't have a good first half. He had a great second half, which we're right. going to talk about here uh, in just a second. But he had a, a bad first half. Like you could have chosen anyone, Ch- Trey Scott. I mean, you, James Naji. he's going back to Barcelo- Barcelona. He's going back to Barcelona. He's not even going to, you know, he's, he's going to be in another country. Just lay that on someone else, except for the guy that feels like he's on the precipice of his entire NBA career coming crashing down.
0: Or, or the logo or Marlon Garnett. <laughs> I mean,
1: anybody. Oh, Marlon Garnett would have been funny. I would I would have liked, uh, but I would have liked pre shaving his mustache, Marlon Garnett. We didn't we didn't talk enough about that. That in the middle of summer league, at the beginning of summer league, he had a, a beautiful little kind of dad from a 90s sitcom mustache, and then after those two California Classic losses, I think when he went to Vegas, he decided, nope, we're gonna change up the game here. We're gonna get a little good juju
0: going. Necessary. Whack off that mustache. Necessary. All right. Let's move on. Oh goodness gracious! Your 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 throat right now is the first yeah. quarter
1: of that yeah. last game. It is well. I mean, I was I was doing a okay,
0: and then it, it caught me at the end of the first quarter. But this is why you're going to do the reads. So we're going to talk about James Booknight. But coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets Podcast, take it away, Doug. Don't go to
1: sleep on the Hornets just yet. That's right, Walker. Coming up, we're going to talk about James Booknight with a classic "better late than never" game. Incredible fourth quarter, Bryce McGowan's, also having a better late than never game i want to talk about him as well but first i'm going to tell you fine people about bird dogs bird dogs make you look good i have a couple of pair of bird dog shorts i love them i wear them all the time bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you that truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but they fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. And I don't know about you, Walker, but if I had to make a top five of places on my body that I least want to be restricted, I think number one is going to be where my shorts reside. What about you? Where's it coming That's in? That's
0: a good call. No, I mean, can you imagine coming up with a different answer? I mean, no, short, shorts, good call, Doug. I have no refute to that.
1: Okay, great. Um, Bird Dogs, they fixed the issue of the stiffness and the restriction by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And (laughs) if Charlotte's anything like Nashville, it is uh, very necessary to have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric if you're gonna be outside. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or use the promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you more locked on Hornets ahead
0: is locked on hornets
1: this says the hornets received three votes for their handling of james borrego who was viewed as doing a good job the past couple of years before charlotte fired like him, him man. after the season then hire him no one's hired him these gms are like oh we love james borrego oh you it's, you're gonna hire him nah, i don't so. Yeah. he got blown out i twice a <laughs> you can't hire that
0: guy it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast All right, Doug, James Booknight, not a good first quarter for him or any Charlotte Hornet, not even a good first half for James Booknight. Charlotte did start to come back in that first half before third quarter started to separate themselves again, whatever, right? But Booknight played pretty well in the second half. How about 28 points for Booknight, four of nine from three-point range, 11 of 21 overall from the field, even gave you seven rebounds, didn't have any assists, but that's okay. He's in the scoring role. James Booknight gave you his best performance of summer league what is your main takeaway and not only in what you saw from him, but just what this kind of performance means at the very end of summer league, how much it can salvage a session of so many tweets that you see of James book just officially being done with this squad.
1: Well, I think James book that fourth quarter will provide a good audition, a good mixtape for another basketball team. Because at this point, I think there have been more consistent performances Uh, other players like Nick Smith Jr. that I think the Hornets are going to bank their future reserve shooting guard minutes. They're going to bank those towards those players at this point. I just don't, I mean, that was, it was a great performance, 17, 17 points, I think total in that fourth quarter. And he was showing off the full range of what his scoring potential is. But I think more often than not, we, we've seen what we saw in the first half, which is one of four from the field, missed both of his three-point shots, two points, four rebounds. So I think there's just been too much of that to really forget that. Now, who knows? Maybe he puts up a full-game performance against Minnesota on Saturday, and, and the team suddenly says, okay, well, there's a re- there's the rest of the summer to go. There's preseason. We'll give him a few opportunities there, see how he does in practice and move from there so you know you never know how an organization thinks especially when they've invested as much as they've invested in James Booknight and they've gone out on a limb for him after the off the court stuff you know I think there is a tendency especially for small market franchises to like hold on a little too long to guys like James Booknight but but I think eventually this team will come to terms with the fact that Booknight is probably going to have to go somewhere else before he is successful.
0: Well, and a game like that is going to help them find some kind of spot. I mean, you're at, you at least have good tape because before this, you didn't have anything in summer league. You had that stretch at the end of this last regular season. You had a couple of moments, your rookie year. We can all remember the Sacramento game. And then there wasn't anything for the summer league session. So at least you gave us one good game to point to a good half to point to and say, look, I struggled at the beginning of this. First game wasn't awful from, from book night, but it wasn't good. It certainly wasn't a takeover type of moment that he had in the fourth quarter of this contest against the Pelicans. So at least there's just good tape, right? And then we'll see he's, it it says something Doug, coming into this game that Brandon Miller is shut down and Kai Jones being shut down. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's too good for summer league. That's not the case. It means that they were going to give James Najee a little bit more of a look because now you have a real decision to make. Are you going to – Are you? is there a shot that he comes in and plays for the Hornets or are you going to leave him in Barcelona? And that's what, what they were trying to figure out. And so uh, that's the thing about James Naji getting in there for Kai. But James Booknight wasn't shut down, and that's a third-year guy with the third summer session. So, yeah, it's uh, – at least you have a good tape out there.
1: And honestly, if you're a fan of James Booknight, I think at this point you should be hoping
0: that I think the they Charlotte
1: do. Hornets – cut ties because yeah. not only is, is he like down pretty deep and going deeper on the depth chart at this point there would be a lot of for him to overcome or alternatively something you don't hope for but a lot of injuries that would open up opportunities for him to climb the ladder in, in that early portion of preseason early regular season okay a, a lot of stuff would have to happen for him to get that opportunity but also Steve Clifford last off season gave him a really good chance to show what he could do early in that regular season and he flunked that chance and how much of that is just seared into the mind of steve clifford because you heard him later on in the season and after the season was over say look i played some of these young guys and some of the young guys prospered and some of them didn't but they all got their opportunity to play and so, you know, how much is he thinking? Okay, Book Knight has had his opportunity. Now it's time to look elsewhere. Uh, so I think he would honestly have a better chance of getting picked up somewhere else and, and given an opportunity to actually fight for a roster spot.
0: Um, Before we move on and give the other takeaways from this game, I did mention Brandon Miller and Kai Jones both shut down just to be clear. We didn't mention at the top, but yes, there's a reason Brandon Miller isn't leading the story. It's because he wasn't playing yesterday. So he is no longer going to play. He's not going to play against Minnesota. Kai Jones reported. He's not going to play against Minnesota either. We had this conversation, Doug, about whether Brandon Miller should play the rest of the Summer League session or not. Didn't have that about Kai, but again, it makes sense with the Naji factor here. But yeah, who cares, right? I mean, Kai Jones, maybe he'd be good playing a little bit more, but this is all about Naji. With Brandon Miller, do you think they made the right call, or would you rather see him out there for these last two games, including this Minnesota contest?
1: I personally would have rather seen him out there because. I think that he could stand to just continue to work on his game. I I don't think he's like fully cooked as a player. So from, from that perspective, I would want to see him out there, but we also don't know, like health wise, where he is like mono lasts a long time. I know I've had mono. It took me like six months to recover fully hundred percent. You know, I was able to like function after a few months and go back to school, but like, it was about six months before I was like, oh yeah, I feel like exactly the same human as before I got mono. So I don't know how much of that is weighing down on him. You know, I, maybe it's better for him to just like, hey, focus on getting your body ready now and we'll work on the game stuff as we get into preseason. Maybe that makes sense. So I'm sort of, I hate to be on the fence about it. I would have loved to see him play some more, just get that experience. But I'm also understanding of, of everything that's, you know, going through the minds of both Miller and the franchises they look to protect uh, their number two overall pick.
0: No, and I'm kind of the same way. It's just, uh, if, if you're on the fence about it, all right, then what do you put more importance on right now? You know, if, it, if it's just one or two more games, then for me, I think it's probably going to be, there's a better shot of Brandon Miller having some kind of confidence saved by ending on a high note. And even, yeah. you know, it, it, it would, Dodge it, the it bullet would not
1: you. being part of that first quarter for sure.
0: Well, and it would help, too. I mean, the, any any kind of PR grace that you can get, it's going to be something you should take advantage of. And so with Brandon Miller ending on a high note there, I think it makes a lot of sense in that okay, regard.
1: Okay, you've knocked me over the fence. Okay, I am going to agree with this decision now fully because and here's why. Ending on a high note, yes, that's important. But also, if this team had a functional point guard, if this team could put Brandon Miller in, in somewhat more of a role, that he would be in the regular season then i would totally be on board with Brandon Miller getting more time in summer league cuz i don't uh, you know i don't necessarily uh, necessarily believe in like protecting players in summer league whether they get injured or not because like these injuries are so random i just think that's a, a weird way to especially if a guy needs experience if if you're taking a you know, guy who's been in college for two years and you know has a lot of experience, and you feel like he's just going to acclimate to the NBA better. Then fine, whatever, pull him. But uh, I am going to get knocked over the fence here because the Hornets have shown that they don't have the roster construction, and uh, you know I think you can put some blame on the coaching staff too for not having these guys ready. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Miller's not going to be in a position where he's going to learn a ton more about what his NBA life is actually going to be like once he's paired right. with Lamelo and. Miles and everybody else.
0: All right. I mentioned it with Kai Jones, the reason that they shut him down. James Najee, a very interesting stat line from Najee. What do we make of it? We'll talk about that coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Yeah. I want to talk about Najee. Did, did he convince us uh, that he should stay over in the States? Cause we've had that discussion before, but that was before he actually got a start. So we got to talk about that. If I were betting on it, I'd say he's still uh, bound for Europe. He's going uh, back to the reins in Spain, but we'll see. Uh, Speaking of betting, we've got our friends at FanDuel supporting this podcast. We hope you support them, too. You can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. Now, I'm no math wizard. That's why I'm doing a podcast. But 10 times uh, your first bet amount, that sounds like a lot. Uh, that's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. Love a good prop bet. I wonder if there are prop bets for Summer League. i do some prop bets. <laughs> <You degenerate. laughs> I wonder if you could get a prop bet of whether or not the Hornets were going to score points in that first quarter. I probably would have lost that bet because I would have bet that they would not. Uh, but here we are. Oh, You can do all of what I've been talking about here on an app in FanDuel that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. That's very important to me. When I win, when I get money, I want it now. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, all one word, to get up to $200 in bonus bets, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. More Locked On Hornets final segment talking Najee ahead.
0: This is Locked On Hornets.
1: I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of, of me and my ability to use the internet.
0: Todd, 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 Todd yeah excellent googler not a very good guy (laughs) that's logging in very good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast all right all you Najee fans you're gonna have to hold on just a little longer just a little bit not the right tease but we will get to it uh bryce mcgowan's dog would you make of his performance
1: I thought he needed it, which is strange to say because early on in this summer league process, I thought he was working his way towards a Nick Richards type of exit that we saw last season, a Brandon Miller or uh, Kai Jones type of exit at some point in the summer league. Uh, But instead, he's still playing. He's now starting again. And I thought he needed a good shooting performance because I look back at these shooting numbers, Walker. Game one, he was 3 of 11 from the field. Game two, he was 3 of 11 from the field. Game three, he was 5 of 12. Game four, 4 of 15. And then in Game 5, 2 of 8. And so I thought he needed a big game, and he got one. He was 7 of 15 from the field, hit four three-pointers. I really wanted to see that because I think that's Bryce McGowan's way to keep Amari Bailey in Greensboro. Say, so, hey, pack your bags, kid. You're going to Greensboro. A couple of good barbecue joints. I'll, I'll let you know where they are. The way he can do that is by hitting three-point shots. So he hit four of them in this game, 19 points, four rebounds, uh, no steals, no blocks. Uh, so, you know, wasn't wasn't active in the statistical categories on the defensive end. But he was hitting enough threes to help them claw their way back into this game. Uh, didn't have any turnovers as well. I think that's important. So Bryce McGowan's I thought he needed it.
0: Yeah, defensively, Bryce McGowan's probably not helping you a lot. Um, James nagy was, though. Um, hey. and also the, 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 stat line for James Najee, it's incredible, Doug, and also not surprising whatsoever based uh-huh. off what we've seen the first four games, five games of, I guess, four for him, because he came over a little bit later. So James Najee has one field goal attempt, nails it, goes to the foul line, Perfect, misses only free, misses only free throw attempt, <laughs> 0%. grabs 12 total rebounds, four offensive rebounds, has four blocks. Although I saw James Plowright put this out, where they he he thinks he they missed one, which summer league will do. They'll miss stats, so maybe even five blocks for James Naji. Uh, three turnovers for Naji. Only two personal fouls, which is good. And uh, yeah, finished with a whopping two points, twelve rebounds, five blocks, four blocks, depending on who you ask. Doug, I'll ask you. What did you write in your Every Hornets box score report on what you saw from Naji?
1: Well, this is going to be strange because you just mentioned the rebounds. You just mentioned the block shots, which I thought were all impressive. He shows a lot of physicality. He loves to box people out, which I think would be a valuable skill for the Hornets that are not exactly great at defensive rebounding. They weren't last season. Um, And it's something that Steve Clifford loves. Our our players that get physical, hit first, get a body on a body. So I think, you know, uh, Steve Clifford would like Najee a lot. But I'm not going to talk about any of that. I'm actually going to talk about his passing. And what I like about Najee oh, wow. is that he keeps attempting the interior pass. Okay, It didn't work for him the first couple of times. It resulted in a couple of turnovers. But he didn't let that get in his head. He didn't let that stop him from making the right play. And late in the game, when they needed points, they were try- they were desperately trying to get back in the game, and they were close. I mean, they were one, uh, Leaky Black had a shot at the end of the game, corner three, wide open, he missed it, but that would have made it a free throw game. They were not out of this game late in the fourth quarter. And Najee makes a great interior pass on a give and go play with Bryce McGowan's, just drops it right in McGowan's pocket. And he's making the right play despite struggles and execution. And I think for me, when I'm evaluating young players in summer league, that's what I want to see. It's what I like about Nick Smith Jr. too. He's had his struggles from the field, but he keeps going after it. He keeps laying on these dribble moves, getting himself open, getting himself opportunities to score. That's what you want to see in Summer League. You don't want to see what we've seen from James Booknight at times, except for that fourth quarter, where James Booknight seems to shrink when bad things start to happen. We haven't seen that from Brandon Miller. He kept fighting through the struggles. We didn't see that with Nick Smith Jr., and we didn't see it with James Najee, and that's why I'm high on all three of those guys.
0: Oh, man. I mean, the, you know, the, it's interesting, too, because we we had the passing takes with Mark Williams a little bit later, where Mark Williams, I think, is a, a good passer, and, and we saw some of that in college more so than Najee. But, man, Najee's offensive role, God bless him. I mean, it's just screen after screen. I know we've mentioned it a million times, but he's setting hard screen after hard screen. Not sure if he's got a great feel on rolling, Uh, but, but to be fair to him, this is also like Mark Williams, where if we're going to blame a lack of a point guard last year for Mark Williams, not showing out, I mean, how do you think that's going to, how much do you think that's going to hurt a guy that you might consider unpolished with Najee? where Williams is polished? I mean, he's pretty damn good. He's, he's got a good feel for the game. And if Najee doesn't offensively then man, there's just not too many shots of him at all manufacturing buckets outside of offensive rebounds. And I mean, you know, maybe every once in a while, just turning over his left shoulder. So yeah, offensively, it's going to be a struggle for him. I mean, I, I fall more and more in love with what he can do on the opposite end of the floor. I mean, Doug, there's, there's some pretty, like, I don't care, man. There's some pretty crazy plays he makes there. And, and I think it also hurts him because Seabron is just driving to the basket left and right no one can contain new Orleans, guards from just getting to the basket whenever they want. So Najee is always contesting. Like how many times do you see him having to help over and just put two hands up trying to contest at the basket and then have to rotate back over to his seven foot big guy. Oh yeah. And then even block his hook shot. Yes. Najee blocked a hook shot last night. I just think that (laughs) he's nuts like defensively. (laughs) He got tired. You can see You can see it, too, because he's having to yeah. go back, left. Yo, huh, huh, okay, somebody else is getting to the basket. Boom. Right. All right, let me get back. Okay. And honestly, who cares? Everybody would get tired in that role. Every single person, especially someone not used to the speed. I just think defensively, that guy does a bunch of stuff you really don't see a ton from big dudes.
1: Yeah, his activity probably is hurting him a little bit um, in this yeah. summer league because he's going to have to do two things. He is going to have to, you know, just get on the treadmill and work on building that lung capacity and ability uh, to hang. But he's also probably going to have to work on managing managing your lungs in the game. You know, finding places where it's like, all right, I got to ramp up Don't to 100. Don't
0: hustle too much. It, it leads to bad things. Hustling well, you can't. I
1: mean, listen. As much you have to manage your body. I mean, guys yeah. have talked about this. You yeah, if you give 100 percent on every play, that that can actually uh, hurt your ability <laughs> to just over the long term. You know, uh, of your game, uh, allow you to contribute. Uh, but I love, yeah, I love how much he screens. It screens. It's rescreens. It's a wall of screens. <laughs> so it's like you remember that scene in Batman: uh, Dark Knight when uh, <laughs> when Bruce Wayne like walks in and he sees the sonar machine, or I guess it's the butler that walks in and sees the sonar machine, which is like a wall of screens, and he's just like horrified. Yes. That's yeah. me walking in and seeing James Najee <laughs> just set screen after screen. I'm I'm both amazed. And horrified at the same time—that's uh, my feeling on it. He is Sonar. Uh, maybe that can um, be uh, his nickname on the show.
0: Well, yeah, and there's one play too where he gets absolutely—he doesn't get any help in a pick and roll situation, and so he—he he doesn't get any help on a hedge, um, or he's dropping. Excuse me, but there's just zero help, right? I mean, his seven-foot guy—he's running straight to the rim, and th- I mean, it is—it is, it is Najee at the three-point line, and his man right at the goal. So they get him the ball late, but still you would think enough of a dunk, but Najee sprints, boom, just puts his foot in the court and sprints to the court and sprints to the rim and blocks that shot, like yeah. it's, it. It's I think part of that is just not capitalizing on the offensive possession. And part of it is Najee not allowing them to, because if it's any other big guy, then you don't get there fast enough to where this person can make a mistake and then still get the bucket. But Najee only allowed it. It's just, yeah, it's just boom, like all over the place. He's we, we have He's...
1: scouted Najee more on this show than probably any other player and any other podcast has ever done in the in the history of, of basketball podcasts. I have oh, one more I scouting. I beg to
0: differ, Doug, because I beg to differ. Here's the okay. thing, man. the The fan base, if you would like to check your Twitter timeline out, if you I don't. want to check out Maybe other Maybe that's a problem. Pods, I don't want to check Twitter anymore. I know, so that's I my know you problem. don't. I know you don't. But the Hornets pods out there, Cesspool. they're talking. They're saying. People out here are saying. What James Najee is the real deal. But, yeah, okay. Dude, everybody well, okay.
1: okay, can I give you one more scouting note on Najee? One thing I noticed that I put in my every Hornets box score game notes. Defensively, great. Block shots. Love it. Activity. Awesome. One thing he has to work on is he and Bryce McGowan's, and some of this could be on McGowan's too, but they got nuked in the pick and roll multiple times by New Orleans, and he has this tendency. And maybe again, maybe lot. it's a communication issue between him and and Bryce McGowan's. But he has this tendency to sometimes get caught on the back foot, um, and guys can pull up for mid range shots when maybe he should have been a foot forward, being able to contest that mid range shot. I think there's some there's some pick and roll nuances that I think he's gonna have to work on as he makes his ascent from Barcelona to the NBA.
0: Well, and I just want, I just more. really
1: wanted one more uh, time to say Barcelona.
0: Yeah, I know. I know you did. Well, and there was another time too, where I think he was too preoccupied with what the guard was doing. And then his guy cut and then he, it, it actually, it got negated because of a foul call, but it still was a problem from Najee. Just forgot about his guy cutting. So um, locked on he had Najee. For everything though, you said what I said, this is locked on Najee. Hey man, everybody, <laughs> every podcast out there is locked on Najee right now. <laughs> Um, Hey, if we wait till the third segment, I feel good. Okay. We're actually not talking about them enough. To be honest with you, we should lead off with them next time. All right. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for joining us. Making us your first listen, make your second listen game to game NBA, every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game covers you for every game across the league. You can catch it anywhere. You get your podcast, have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday with yes. Another Hornets summer league game to recap. We'll do it then. We appreciate your time.